We are continuing to look at Jesus in the Old Testament for our communion meditations. Today's is titled, Christ Our Covenant, and we will be reading from Isaiah chapter 42. So please open there with me, and please stand. We will be reading um, verses 1 through 7 of Isaiah 42. Behold my servant, whom I uphold, my elect one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flax he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. He will not fail, nor be discouraged till he has established justice in the earth, and the coastlands shall wait for his law. Thus says God, the Lord who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spread forth the earth and that which comes from it, who gives breath to the people on it and spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand and will keep you And give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles, to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for ordaining this time for us to stop and to meditate before coming to the table. Guard our hearts and our minds, but do even more than that. Fill our hearts and minds. Fill our Spirit, renew us, refresh us. Help us to be more in line with you. We see this as a time of receiving from you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Well, we find Christ throughout the book of Isaiah. Some people have called it the fifth gospel. One commentator even said that really the only thing that we would need to know about Christ and about his saving work would be Isaiah. I'm not sure about that, but we do know that the Old Testament is sufficient for that, don't we? That's what um, Paul told Timothy. And I think Isaiah is a significant part of us learning Christ from the Old Testament. That's what we see here today. Chapter 42 is about the Lord. Look at verse 1. Behold my servant whom... I uphold my elect one in whom my soul delights. The whole thing is about Christ, and we'll see that as we go through. But the focus for today is on verse 6. So let's take a look at that, verse 6. I, the Lord, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand and will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. Two phrases here that we're talking about today. I will keep you. This is the Father speaking to the Son. The Father will keep the Son, stay stay connected to Him. And the second phrase there in verse 6, and give you as a covenant to the people. The Father will give the Son, and He will give the Son to us as a covenant. I don't know if I caught this um, in my times of reading Isaiah before, that Jesus is given as a covenant. 
Now, we're talking about Jesus in the Old Testament and seeing how it's fulfilled in the New. So let's see if we can find the New New Testament fulfillment of this prophecy of Christ being given as a covenant to the people. Well, the first place that we see it is with Jesus' birth. Luke chapter 2. Here we have Simeon holding Jesus. And this passage comes to his mind in Luke. This is from Luke 2. Verse 30 and 32. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. So this was on Simeon's mind. It's a very close connection to our verse today. Because it says, I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people, as a light to the Gentiles. So here, with Jesus and Simeon, we see a clear connection to verse 6. Also, look down at verse 7. To open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the prison, those who sit in darkness from the prison house. We see phrases like this, to open blind eyes and to bring out prisoners from the prison. Turn with me to Luke chapter 4. Luke 4. And we'll read verses 16 through 22. This is when Jesus is starting his prophetic ministry. So he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, what Jesus is doing here is he's quoting from Isaiah 49, he's quoting from Isaiah 61, and then he's also bringing in the concepts from Isaiah 42. You know, just as a side note, when you see this sometimes, you, you see the Old Testament quoted in the New, and there's a part taken from here and a part taken from there, and, and you're like, what, what is this referring to? Um, I, I just want you to, to know that's a really good thing when we see the, the Old Testament quoted in that way. Because you know what that is? That's systematic theology. That's taking the parts of the Bible that God wants us to learn and putting them together and develop the doctrines. So anyway, uh, we see this concept of what we're talking about in Isaiah 42 in the New Covenant. So that brings us to a question. If Jesus is given as a covenant, what covenant is it exactly? We know that there are different covenants in, this, in the Scripture. So which one is, which is this covenant that Jesus is personifying to us? Well, we've made the case, I do think that it is the new covenant. The new covenant is in mind, or there's strong and clear evidence that Jesus is the f- bringing this to us in the new covenant. But I think that we could also say that this is the covenant of redemption. Now, as a reminder, the covenant of redemption is about God's eternal plan. It's not about a covenant between God and man, though. This is the, this is the covenant within the Godhead. It's among the Godhead, specifically between the Father and the Son. We've talked about this before. 
Um, one commentator on our verse, Isaiah 42.6, said this, In other words, we are now eavesdropping on a conversation between the Father and the Son in the councils of eternity, and they are using covenant-making language. In theological terms, we are witnessing the making of the covenant of redemption. I will keep you and give you as a covenant to the people. Now, um, you won't see the covenant of redemption presented in that way. It's not called that in the scripture, but it's really, it's, it's throughout the, the scripture. And, and, and here's, here's how it comes to us. We see that there is a conversation between the Father and the Son regarding this campaign, this strategic camp, campaign of redemption. And uh, we, we know that this is about election. And the reason that we know that this is about election is that there are at least eight promises given to the Son by the Father about this redemption plan. And it's dealing with people. It's dealing with election. And that helps us to understand that this covenant of redemption came before the foundation of the world. Okay? So we know that from Ephesians 1.4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So this doctrine, this covenant of redemption is, is built. It's really revealed to us in three ways. An interaction between the Father and the Son. The willing obedience of Christ to do what the Father has called him to do. And these promises to Jesus regarding his plan of, of invasion. Okay, so this covenant that Jesus is, is it the new covenant or is it the covenant of redemption? Yeah, there's an urban legend that somebody asked St. Augustine a question that sort of deals with this. They asked him what God was doing before he created the world. And supposedly, Augustine's reply was this, creating hell for curious souls. Okay, so, um, I, I don't know if he said that, but by the way, I get this from R.C. Sproul, so it's a little bit of top cover here, okay. Um, there's a bad curiosity that we have, but what we're talking about here is a good curiosity, a Berean curiosity. Let's, let's understand a little bit more about this covenant. Well, a book that we often reference when, when we talk about covenants is O. Palmer Robinson's Christ and the Covenants. And there's a helpful picture in here. You, you won't be able to see it. But I'm going to open to it and point to it. Some of you are familiar with this. How the covenants ex expand upon each other. But there's some threads that run through here. And one of them is the covenant of redemption. And the covenant of redemption spans all of the covenants to the new covenant. So the question, this covenant that we're, that we're talking about, is it the new covenant or is it the covenant of redemption and, of course, the Answer is yes. It is the new covenant, and it is the covenant of redemption. Now, like I said, if you're like me, you may have not noticed this in this verse before, that Jesus is given, not just mediating the covenant, but as the covenant. 
And we can see that the scope of this is really bringing into the same arena the New Testament, the New Covenant that we have, and also reaching back to all the way before it began, the world began. But it's also important, very important today here for our communion meditation to see the persons here. It's the Father who's giving the Son. Covenants are important, but covenants don't bleed. Covenants, as old Palmer Robinson says, are bound in blood, a solemn oath bound in blood. But blood comes from animals or it comes from people. In this case, it comes from the second person of the Trinity, the Son. He humbled himself from eternity past to the point of death, even the death on the cross. And I think it's helpful for us to to realize when Simeon is remembering this passage, he's holding Jesus, the person of Jesus. So Jesus is clearly spoken of in the Old Testament here in Isaiah 42. He's the willing servant of the Father. He's given by the Father. So do you, do you think of the persons that are involved at this, with this when you think of the covenant? And I think one of the ways, like we said, is to think of Simeon holding baby Jesus. And the other way is to remember the blood. And that's what we're doing today. Remembering the body and the blood of Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for allowing us to hear this conversation between you and your Son, our Lord Jesus. We are grateful for the design and the purpose of the covenants, but most of all, we are thankful for you, and we are thankful for your Son, and we are thankful for your Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray.